Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo. I'm joined by my co-host, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, what's going on? Not much. How you doing? Good, good. And uh, joined uh, for our second week in a row uh, by uh, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Hi, everybody out there. How's it going? (laughs) It's nice to be back. Yeah, absolutely. With your new mic sounds good. Yeah, we're, we're we're like a we're almost like a professional podcast now. <laughs> we're we're all in the same room right now. They can't see us. Totally. Yeah, no, room. totally. We're all in the same room, guys. <laughs> we're 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 not like spread completely across the country or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're not sitting home by ourselves on a Friday. Or Surrounded no, by cats. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> I'd rather bitch impotently about politics than go out and have fun with my friends anyway. <laughs> Well, my, well, our friends are out here. They're just right off camera. You yeah, can't see no, them. That's true. That's, that's true. Is, yeah. Um, yeah, and they're from Canada. You wouldn't know them. It's cool. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so uh, you know, I forgot to mention it last week. But we have a new theme song for the podcast. So uh, I'm just I'm curious uh, as to people's feedback. Uh, tweet me at a Montrulo on Twitter. I'm just curious if you guys like that. Or you like the other one? I know Ladonna kind of likes the other one better. Um, <laughs> well, it, you know, but it's, it's more weird. your style. I mean, it's yeah, it's weird. I mean, the other one has kind of a more '80s vibe, right? So, so I kind of dig that. And and I always kind of picture the uh, the Courtney Cox scene, you know, from uh, the old Bruce Springsteen video where yeah, she does that dance. Yeah, I always kind of pictured that whenever that song <laughs> played. So I would be dancing. I don't know if that's the image we want to convey. I think it was maybe it's not. <laughs> so I I. I performed and wrote both of the theme songs. Like, well, not I performed. I fucking you know played them in in GarageBand. But, um, so like the first one I, I liked, but I don't think it was. After a while, I was starting to feel like it wasn't really fitting of the, of the vibe of the podcast because mm. we're always <clears throat> so fucking angry about what's going on in politics, <laughs> and and it's more of like a happy. Like I wanted to have like a vaguely kind of like not patriotic riff, but a vaguely American sounding riff, and then I was like. Uh, it, this is not chaotic enough, so I, I tried to <laughs> make the most chaotic that, sounding kind of hip hop song I could. With it might just be that band. I don't like change, which is terrible for somebody that moves as much as I do. <laughs> it might just be, and you know, I can't handle and it. And is a progressive. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> so I'm actually trying to remember what the old song sounded like. It was just a guitar. It was just a guitar song. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. And uh, let's get on with the show. So <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but uh, <laughs> I, th- I think we're done with the Russia stuff now. I, I really do. <laughs> I, th- I think we've. I think it's it's officially so jumped the shark. <laughs> we're so not done. No, I know, but it, it's jumped the fucking shark because <laughs> uh, if you if if anyone listening hasn't seen it this week. CNN did maybe the most pathetic, uh, McCarthyite, ridiculous, disgusting thing that they've done uh, in their coverage of Russia so far. So we talked a little bit last week about the uh, Russian trolls uh, sharing things on Facebook, which you know apparently took down a 1.2 billion dollar uh, presidential campaign uh, oh savage joy said that somebody should design a, a shirt that says like i survived the 13 russians of 2017 or something <laughs> 2016 whatever like, they should i mean for fuck's sake uh, so um you know we, we we talked about why that that this whole thing was ridiculous last week uh, and uh, from, um, from that aspect of it at least you know if you want to go into like the identity theft and that's 
you know, that's another thing, but that also wasn't related directly to the, uh, <clears throat> the memeing or the fucking, you know, the supposed propaganda that they did, you know, the, the such the, the insidious propaganda, like the, uh, shirtless rainbow colored picture of Bernie standing yeah, in front the, of the white the, house, the like almost nude bodybuilder, Bernie Sanders coloring <laughs> book picture. Like that was, um, or, or I need the, that on my wall. the, uh, the, the Jesus boxing, the devil, uh, <laughs> boxing mean, Hillary as the devil, you yeah. know, like that. It's, it's, it's Swayed the same a lot pre- of votes guys. Yeah. It's like the same premise that Susan Stranded had more political clout than, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z and Ellen and Oprah. <laughs> The idea that, you know, a couple thousand dollars in, in Facebook ads, you know, were uh, out, outweighed a two point or one point two billion dollar campaign. Yeah. And actually, before before I get into what CNN did, uh, I, I want to actually uh, share a tweet that Adam Johnson uh, tweeted out. He's uh, he's over at FAIR, which is Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting. They're a really good organization. That's kind of a media watchdog organization. Hmm. Um, he tweeted out the story. Uh, about these, about from the verge about these uh, Russian, you know, Twitter bots, and he's and in the article it says, uh, Twitter this evening released a new set of statistics relating to the investigation on Russian propaganda efforts to influence the 2016 presidential election, including that 677,775 people were exposed to social media posts from the more than 50,000 automated accounts with links to the Russian government. And again, there's no actual, you know, proven links, but that's a whole nother. This seems to just be a fucking troll farm. Right. Um, so, but when people hear that number, 677,000, uh, they think that that's a big number because they don't understand how Facebook or, or how Twitter works. Right. Uh, we know that that's like a drop in the bucket and that people regularly share things out that get, you know, three times that the amount of impressions that that gets. And that's among their 50,000 accounts, which means that they were probably followed by like five fucking people each. Well, you Um, know, the funny part is, is, you know, like I had been one of the people that was notified that, you know, I interacted with or whatever Russian stuff. And I thought, well, if I did share something out, it's because I fucking agreed with it. It was because it was probably a fact that it was uncomfortable to the Hillary Clinton campaign. Right. So, uh, he, so, but Adam tweeted that and he tweeted out 165,000 more people saw my tweet dunking on NBC news two days ago. Uh, then we're exposed to Russian Twitter propaganda. This whole exercise <laughs> is so stupid. And he shared out a screenshot of a post he did, just a kind of funny Twitter post, with 842,000 impressions. And he's only followed by like 20,000 people. So it's not yeah. like... Mm. Uh, or I'm sorry, he's followed by 60,000. But still, it's like... It, 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 it's so overinflated, this, the scale of this, that right. people who don't know hear, oh my God, hundreds of thousands of people saw that. But no, like it, it's fucking nothing. It means nothing. Like well, it's if, if they're all a the bunch of, of of sock or bot accounts, who actually saw it? Right. <laughs> That's nobody. The other, they, <laughs> nobody saw it. Um, the other thing is that uh, everyone's on about you know, uh, well, like all these fucking morons in the media and you know celebrities were all like, well, Bernie should acknowledge. Yeah, even fucking like Camille Nanjiani tweeted out like, oh, well, Bernie should really acknowledge that Russians helped or wanted to help him win the election. I just want to read some other stats to you. Um, this is from, you know, the same Twitter reporting. Um, and this is in terms of mentions by all these Russian bot accounts. Uh, Eric Bollert received 22. Seth Abramson received three. Kirk Eichenwald received 57. Uh Gary Johnson received 21 
Uh, Jill Stein receives 238 mentions by these Russian bots. Bernie Sanders only received 211 mentions. Donald Trump received 500, uh, I'm sorry, 5,089. Hillary Clinton, 3,085. So apparently <laughs> they wanted Bernie to win so bad that they mentioned him, you know, nearly fucking <laughs> uh, l- l- <laughs> like almost 3,000 times less than they mentioned Hillary Clinton. So, Well, I mean, Bernie was already getting wall-to-wall, round-the-clock, uh, favorable, well, favorable yeah, well, news true. coverage yeah, on, we know, on we, cable we, media, you know. Well, they were those lo- mentions positive or negative? Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. but it's like, who? It, it, this is such a non-fucking story that they're trying to turn into... Uh, you know, even if you want to say, like, all those 5,000 or 3,000 mentions of Hillary were negative... People are acting like the Russians wanted to help Bernie. They mentioned him only 200 fucking times, like right. oh, 50,000 accounts. Like, it's fucking preposterous. Like, it's so preposterous. Well, I think the even... agenda is different, though. I think that the agenda is not necessarily one of let's get this candidate over this one. It's to continue to sow the seeds well, that was of, the whole point. you know, yeah. yeah, division in this country to, to weaken us, um, you, you know, divide and but, conquer, But people are, are fucking, you know, totally misrepresenting and misreporting on the intentions of this group and also on the scale and scope of it. Like, it's, well, it's not know, even a drop in the bucket. The other thing that was happening this week while that, you know, story was playing out too was that the the great bot purge is continuing. Um, And so a lot of people, Trump supporters in particular, were having their follower counts go way down. Um, But also some Hillary supporters and, you know, some, some, you know, other people too. Um, So Twitter is trying to do it. But the funny part was, was that Twitter actually got rid of a lot of real accounts. So it just kind of shows that they don't even know what the fuck they're doing. have said people are bots that like I know for a fact are human beings that aren't. A lot of these right wingers or sort of alt right type people were were, um, complaining about it openly saying, I just lost 5,000 followers. And it's like they're sort of admitting that they're followless was basically nobody and i spent like good fucking money for these followers and all of a sudden they're (laughs) my freedom of speech to talk to an empty account that doesn't read anything (laughs) oh yeah but um so i i I, the reason i bring all this up is because cnn this week uh just holy fuck um (laughs) so i guess they had gotten a hold of one of these russian uh facebook accounts uh like activity so uh, one of these groups called Being Patriotic, I guess they wanted to, to talk to some of the people that they interacted with to see, like, what they, talk, you know, talked to them about or if they were aware that they were, you know, duped by Russians. Because I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, they were fucking lying to them. I'm sure they weren't just saying the things you know, that these people already after fucking we see, knew and believed anyway. Yeah, one, one meme or two, that completely changes our minds on everything. <laughs> that's, how, but, that's how the internet works, right? <laughs> so... this fucking reporter actually went to this woman's house and confronted her outside of her house. So I want to (laughs) play, I can't describe to you how fucking obscene this is. I want to play the audio and then we'll, we'll come back and talk about it. But what part of it in this is a cover up? What are you saying? That's not true or what? Uh, the Russians, I don't care if they were, uh, involved or not. That's, that to me is the least important thing. But they were involved with you. Did you guys know that? They weren't involved with us. You know, just make sure that you report it correctly, that, you know. But you guys were involved with being patriotic, right? Very, very patriotic, but not. Being patriotic was the group that contacted and helped organize some of these activities that you posted on your own Facebook account. 
th those were legitimate. Those were Russians. They were not Russians. I don't go with the Russians. That Come group on, was Russian. I have nothing to do with the Russians. The well, groups, apparently you the, did. No. Maybe you didn't know it, but oh, you did. When you're talking like this, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Well, I'm talking what's Those what's people based on that the... were with me were all Trump supporters, very, very much so. And okay? all apparently following the direction of groups that were associated with Russians who were BS. actually infiltrated. BS. BS. And please, please report that. I don't believe that. That's bullshit. I know all the people that were with me, okay? They were at my meetings. They're all Trump supporters, okay? Mm -hmm. But did you realize that you guys were in communication electronically with with not Russians? Not me. Not me. I don't you know. You were posting stuff on Hillary, the Facebook. Hillary Clinton was, and so was all her uh, bandits. Some of the Mueller? stuff that you, you were in charge of the Facebook account, right? You were posting and reposting almost word for word the information that was coming out of this <laughs> Internet Research Agency no. in St. Petersburg. No. You don't believe that? Nope. Thank you. Well, there you go. <laughs> I love the fucking smugness at the end, like he just proved that this woman... Oh, well, there you go. I love the, the car alarm going off in the background. <laughs> and I love that she says BS twice and then she, <laughs> she says bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> she's well, like, at first you know she's what? like aware that she's on TV, but she's like, fuck CNN, you know yeah. what? Bullshit. <laughs> well, so, it, it's I, the thing that bugs me is like the, it, it's like CNN is basically like center right corporate media, you know, and they're going after like the what they think is the far right fringe, but it's just some old lady from Florida. And if I don't know if you saw the video, she's got like a rundown shack of a house. Like, this is not some mastermind of anything. You know, no, it's it's just some fucking. It, she reminds me of a lot of like you know, kind of less informed relatives I know I have that like just sit around and watch Fox News. But you know what? Like people are allowed to fucking do that in America. Like you know, it, it's just so ridiculous that I this is what this fucking major you know billion dollar, multi billion dollar news agency thinks is worth actually fucking sending a reporter into the field for. When they haven't sent a reporter to fucking Flint, Michigan in seven fucking years. Like, it, it, this is absurd Wait, to what me. what happened in Flint? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you wouldn't know if you watch fucking CNN. I mean, Jesus. Well, if you watch CNN, you'd think, uh, well, there was bad water, and then Obama went there and took a sip of it, and uh, he cured it all. So that it's actually uh, totally safe to drink water now in Flint. Um, but I, I hate I mean, to say it. The thing with CNN that, that bugs me, you know— there are actually a few <laughs> Trump supporters out there that are really intelligent, but but CNN will never fucking show you one of those people. They always show you someone that's it fits this narrative, oh, like well, they're from a shack yeah. or a trailer. They're dumb, yeah. you know well, what th I mean? That's a, th this was a human interest piece. They knew exactly the type of person they were they were going to talk to when they yeah. when they selected yeah. this. If there's woman. a if there's a smart Trump supporter, they're probably paying them to be a talking head on their fucking show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, I, I mean, to me, this was just so fucking craven and disgusting and like irresponsible. Like, really? Like this woman, fucking even as as maybe kind of uneducated as she was, still made him look fucking stupid because she was still like, look, 
Everyone I went to these meetings with was a Trump supporter. We knew that he was this, this, and that. Now, of course, she's probably delusional about what Trump, you know, actually is going to, you know, do for her. But that's, you know, besides the point. Like, that's not... Like, these people's fucking minds weren't, you know, poisoned by Russians. These people were a bunch of right-wingers who maybe had communicated with this Russian troll farm. Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, sorry. Just, you know, if you want to interview regular people... You ask them, you know, and you sit down and you have a discussion. When you, like, bum rush someone on their lawn, it's supposed to be somebody who's in power and they're in the middle of a yeah. scandal. That's like who you criminal, bum rush on like the lawn. Like a fucking, like yeah. a financial criminal. Not, not someone's misguided aunt or grandma, you know? I, I would love to fucking see CNN knocking on the doors of some fucking Wall Street jagoff who, you know, stole millions of dollars from working people during one of the, you know, the, the last, you know, wall street crashes. Like they fucking never do that. But of course they show up on some Mm-mm. poor white woman's fucking doorstep to like heckle her about, uh, <laughs> some <laughs> Russians that she may or may not have communicated but with. They probably told her shit that was factual to begin with. That's mm-hmm. their point though, is to say that it was people's grandmas and people's aunts and people's whatever that, that were manipulated. The problem is though, even if the narrative came from Russia, the reality is that this is what people agreed with. And so, you know, a lot of Trump supporters that I talk to say, is it really so awful to think that the U.S. could have a good relationship with Russia? I mean, think what you want to Putin or, you know, the way that he goes about things, you know, like, is that the worst thing in the world? And and my answer is no. (laughs) Well, so like, I... I don't know. You guys are are probably in your thirties ish, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're younger, a little older. Well, I mean, so you're 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 young enough to remember growing up in the Cold War and that threat of, you know, possibly having nuclear war. The two biggest nuclear powers having war was something that actually scared me when I was a kid. Yeah. So when the Berlin Wall fell and that ended, I was like, oh well, I didn't really care who won. I didn't think America won. I just thought, well, that that era is done. Yeah. You know, and it's now you've got. You know, it used to it used to be the Republicans were the big saber rattlers, and now it's now you've got Hillary Clinton saying Trump's too soft on North Korea, and Hillary wants to wants to have a ground war in Syria and Libya, and, and institute it's, a fucking no fly zone in Syria. It, like, yeah, it's, it's like you really want to start a shooting war with with the Russian Air Force. You really want to go down that road because it's like why why would you want to go back to that? Yeah, well, and I get you know the some of the criticisms, but like, I look at something like Syria, it's such a fucking mess over there that, you know, I understand we have interests in the Middle East. I get that. But if, if Russia wants to deal with it and clean it up, I'm kind of like, you know what? We've got we're enough fi- other messes to deal with. On both Go fucking ahead. sides of that war, because right. we're getting money. It, it's so fucking baffling. You, nobody in the military industrial complex could give you a fucking straight answer. If you ask them why we're in Syria and whose side we're on in Syria. <laughs> They would give you a fucking 30 minute answer because nobody can, I fucking follow this shit and I can't explain it to people. Cause I'm like, well, you know, we're, 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 we're fighting these militant rebels who are kind of Al Qaeda, but then we're also arming some militant rebels who also might be Al Qaeda. And then we bomb <laughs> the Syrian government. It's fucking ridiculous. It's we shouldn't even be there. Well, yeah. But you know, Anthony, and this, this, I, my, my segue sense was going off here. This, this reminds me that the America America only interferes with other countries to, for the benefit of the system. Well, no, I, I do want to get to that, but I just while we're on, I, I do want to stay on the CNN thing a little bit because okay. I, right. I um, we're not allowed to segue. You didn't know that rule. <laughs> I've tried it before. He doesn't want it happen. I will turn this car around. 
<laughs> we'll turn this podcast this around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I actually wanted to share um, <clears throat> one of Glenn Greenwald's tweets because he uh, broke this down pretty pretty accurately, I would say. Um, <clears throat> so he shared out that video and he said, uh, Despicable, CNN hunts down an ordinary citizen at home uh, accusing her of aiding Russia because she promoted an event on Facebook that Mueller says Russians organized. Uh, go and ask Michael Moore why he did that. Ask Joanne Reed what uh, why Russian bots retweeted her. Beyond the ugly imbalance of power, uh, um, the ugly uh, power imbalance of CNN using its huge platform to expose this woman. Uh, and by the way, they totally posted her real name, and people are harassing her online now, which is fucking awesome that people are doing that. That's that's real, you know. Can you imagine, like, psychotic. if they came to your house and you don't have perm- you don't yeah, th- like, she should fucking sue them. Like, yeah. th- this isn't psychotic. Uh, the premise is also gross. Uh, unknowingly promoting a Russian page or event is nefarious. Uh, Fox just trolled Michael Moore for doing exactly that, but at least he's prominent. So what he's referring to is that she promoted one of these, uh, you know, anti-Hillary events where they're talking about, uh, oh, well, the Russians instructed the protesters to create a cage and put a Hillary, you know, a, a, a statue in there and... <laughs> It's like, yeah, but they also organized an anti-Trump rally that Michael Moore attended and a bunch and like thousands of other people attended. You think these people like got the idea to protest Trump or to protest Hillary from Russians? Like you think that after Trump won the election, people weren't going to go out and protest Trump in fucking New York City of all. Like it's just just preposterous. It's fucking preposterous. These are all legal things to do. Yes. You know, none of these things are illegal for a foreign national to do or for an American to do. It doesn't matter where they got the idea. You know, it's and you look at the way that we've try not to segue, but look at the way that we've interfered (laughs) with countries. It's it's arming and backing uh, military coups. You know, so these, these, these but it's are pretty fine harmless when we do things. It. <laughs> it's cool yeah. when we do it. So, um, just <laughs> right before we jump off this, one more thing: uh, Greenwald and a couple people have surmised that, based on the way this this group operates, it's a group of like ninety people in this kind of troll farm. We don't know. We don't know for a fact that they're connected to the Russian government. They just happen to be Russian nationals, so it could just be, you know, regular Russian citizens. We have no clue. Um, and what it seems like they're doing is trying to build a follower base and then, and then share out ads like that's, it, it's, this oh, seems it's like, to be a like commercial enterprise. Yeah. It's yeah. like radio, it's radio just, stations do this. We'll, they'll set up like an, an account we, and they'll get like 500,000 followers to, to like, Hey, post your memories of growing up in this town. And then they'll, uh, they'll sell the, the page and the name will change suddenly. And then it just promotes ads and they've got already a hundred five, like 500,000 organic followers. They do this all the time. It, and it, it just, yeah, and it's just disgusting. I mean, and everyone's fucking hair is on fire over this. Like, this is some people on fucking CNN. Two different people, like not just ever. I forget who they were, but just you know, people within the Obama administration and I and one person I think from the Clinton administration were saying things like, "Oh my God, this is on par with Pearl Harbor." Even fucking Chris Hayes. Yeah. Said to one person, "Like you, you surely don't mean war. that. This is this yeah. is this is the same as Pearl Harbor." So wait, and then the guy you... was, <laughs> "Oh, sorry." Well, no, and then the guy was like, "Well, I mean, you know, not not in terms of of of, of maybe the violence, but uh, certainly in terms of the geopolitical implications." This, this so... Pearl Harbor, like when we were fucking bombed, like kids, American soldiers killed on fucking U.S. mainland, is the same as. Some people fucking trolling people with probably true, maybe opinion-based information on Facebook and Twitter. Like, that's... 
the, the way I took it was that it was as laughably insignificant as the as the Michael Bay movie Pearl Harbor, but that was I mean, that was <laughs> if, just if my that's what they take, meant. But, I'd be like, yeah, that's act, yeah, that's pretty. Well, that's a good analogy. Can, but can I we mean, talk about the technical up. aspects of this too, though? Because I know some of you, you know, use a VPN or or other things that can sort of mask where you're coming from, you know, and. and so the idea that if you were Russia and you were going to to do something like this and try to be all, you know, secretive and insidious about it, would you leave it open to make it look like it was you doing it? I mean, I guess maybe not they could just not fucking care. Incompetent. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, or, I... But, you know, it seems to me like um, we need to also be thinking about other countries potentially doing this and making it look like it's Russia or as our well. country wasn't like the that the, the thing with um, uh, the the phishing email thing that uh, technically hacked John Podesta's password for his Gmail account was he clicked on a link from a Russian email server like and that's the only thing that they made them think that it was from Russia it's like right. if you really wanted to hack the DNC why would you use a Russian server and then to do it? <laughs> in the Vault 7 WikiLeaks that that came out, I think, last year, they revealed uh, through classified documents that the uh, FBI and the NSA have the capability to clone uh, servers in other countries and make it look as if yeah. oh, activity I, takes place. Yeah. Like, but they And they actually had like documentation. To pr- I mean, obviously, we figured or assumed that, but they actually proved it out. So it's like... How do you fucking trust anything that these? Yeah, I got a I got a buddy say. that can do that and make it legal. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's not even covert. Exactly. Um, it's just it's just preposterous and people's hairs on fire and we're fucking angling for war with another nuclear armed power because, uh, some fucking billionaire oligarch lost an election to an orange clown. It's really all it boils down to in the end, and so they don't want to. Admit why don't that, we just but... declare war on everything, <laughs> everyone, yeah. and just admit that the military-industrial complex fucking owns us? <laughs> well, they do, and you know, you mentioned earlier, comrade, that uh, we we meddle uh, just as much in elections, and I would say, you know, more so than any any other country. In oh, I see. Now world we're gonna history. segue. Now you're ready. All right, fine. <laughs> Well, it was going to be organic. We're all getting there together. <laughs> I'm getting out of this damn boat. Um, but um, so uh, former CIA director James Woolsey was on Laura Ingram's show this week. And uh, holy fuck. <laughs> so they had him on to talk about these uh, these, you know, this act of war by Russia, mm. the, the, these these uh, Twitter attacks and these Facebook attacks. Um, and at the end of the interview, she asked him an interesting question. Um, <laughs> I'll just play the audio for you and we'll come back and talk about it. Uh, they are taking over a lot more of Eurasia than, than they should, and it gives them heart as they mm-hmm. take more and more uh, under their wing. Have we ever tried to meddle in other countries' elections? Oh, probably. But uh, it was for the good of the system in order to avoid the communists from taking yeah. over. For example, in Europe... Uh, uh, in 47, 48, 49, uh, the Greeks and the Italians, we... We don't do CIA. that now, though. We don't mess around other people's well, elections, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> only for a very good Can cause. Can you do that? Do a Vine video on a former CIA director. Only for a very good cause in okay. the interests of democracy. All right, thanks for being here. It's good always great you. to see you. <laughs> Who decides what's in the interest of democracy? <laughs> you gotta love the jack-offs at Fox News fucking cackling in the background to... to casually joking about you know vi- supporting violent regime change uh coups in other countries 
Gosh, it's, fucking disgusting. You know, like, oh. Yeah, I, I was doing a little bit of research just looking at sort of the history of the CIA, and it was really, you know, um, F, uh, FDR did a lot of good things, but he really kind of created the CIA that we know today, and, and they really set up, you know, sort of their media propaganda arm during World War II, and uh, there were a lot of, in the run-up to the Iraq War, there was a lot of media buys in the news, things that, that were... You could tell there was, you know, the there was a there was a touch of the CIA to it. There was even like a um, a program they had where they were giving template letters to soldiers serving in Iraq and sending those back to their family wow. for them, saying, "Well, look, we know you're stressed and tired. Just let us write a letter to your wow. family for you." And it's just it's like all of that. And it's so it's, when you have a moment where a guy like this like cackles and just like reveals it and doesn't really care who oh, sees God, what's behind so the curtain, disgusting, you know? man. Well, it's, it's because it's, it's so obvious that I mean. You know, stuff like that should be classified, right? He shouldn't even be able to talk about it, and, and he can't. And yet, I mean, everyone knows it. It's it's public. And the and the reason I really wanted to talk about this is because there are a ton of just absolute buffoons uh, on the left or on the center left. You know, a bunch of liberals uh, who are just vociferously defending the FBI and the CIA and all of our venerated institutions as if all of a sudden. Uh, the CIA and the FBI became woke in the fucking 2000s or like when Obama <laughs> took a, it's, it's a preposterous notion. Um, I actually have some, uh, just a couple little uh, 2000s based uh, CIA uh, events to, to, you know, to describe this um, at, again from Adam Johnson over at fair uh, CIA back to coup in De- uh, democratic Venezuela in 2002 uh, the U.S. State Department implicitly endorsed right-wing coup on Honduras in 2009, uh, which Hillary later facilitated, uh, you know, the further uh, furthering of that. W- uh, what the CIA is doing in other countries is, by definition, unknown until years, if not decades later. So the idea that the CIA got woke in the 2000s is mind-bogglingly, mind-bogglingly daft. <laughs> and, you know, John F. Kennedy... Uh, said that he would like to take the CIA and smash it into a million pieces and scatter it into the wind. Uh, and then, you know, presumably the CIA so it would be like an air... scattered his brains into a million yeah. pieces. Yeah. And, you know, so he wanted to turn that. the CIA into an airborne uh, virus, basically, <laughs> to go even more small places. Yeah. But but even someone like him who is, you know, fairly centrist liberal, you know, I mean, he had, he's kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, nobody's, you know, social Democrat or democratic socialist or anything like that. Even he could fucking see how out of control the CIA was, uh, and how they were angling for us to go to war over the, you know, the Cuban missile crisis or, or all that shit. It's like, uh, the, the CIA serves no actual purpose to us. We have, you know, the FBI, which again is a, another totally fucking corrupt organization, but that's the top law enforcement agency in the country. We have the NSA, which fucking spies on all of us, but that's our spy agency. What purpose does the CIA serve other than to meddle in uh, other countries' democracies and or other countries' just governments? Like what? It's, it's for the greater good, though. So, I mean, well, yeah, uh, I mean the... to, to spread democracy and freedom. Yes. Oh, yeah, and for anyone wondering, James Woolsey, uh, not Trump's former CIA director, not George W. Bush's former CIA director, Bill Clinton's former CIA director. But, yeah. <gasps> Shocker. I know. He was a Democrat. Uh, he was a CIA director under a Democrat. But, so um, here's what I want to know is how did Russia implant him into the Clinton administration to make <laughs> Hillary look bad 
years and years later and give know, her man. bad intel so that she supported wars that uh, clearly didn't go the way she wanted. <laughs> Time so, travel. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get off the Russia thing, but I, I just... This this has got to fucking stop. This this really is well, beyond... Well, it's not. It's not going to stop because... I know it's not going to stop. You know, but... the, the Mueller, you know, stuff, it continues to happen. And, um, you know, there's, there's more to the story. And the only thing that I'll say about it is this. Russia, you know, they've been fucking around, right? And, and other countries are probably doing the same. I do think that we need to be thoughtful about protecting our democracy. And I don't necessarily but mean it just about that, from Russia <laughs> or China or whatever. We do need to move to paper ballots. We do need to move to protecting the chain of custody of our actual votes and not allowing people to take fucking machines home with them and ballots home with them and some yeah, of the absolutely. other fuckery yeah. that's going on with this stuff. And so, you know, a lot of people have been really critical of Bernie in, you know, kind of supporting the Russia narrative. And I say, you know, maybe, just maybe, he's going, okay, well, A, you know, some of the Hillary people are already down that rabbit hole and believe that. But B, maybe it's a useful thing for some people to think so that we can get to a place of paper ballots and real election integrity. So do you think that he's kind of a Trojan horse in some, uh, some, some stuff, kind of launch padding well, some stuff where he can talk about other issues of election accountability by, by going that route a little bit? Well, all I know is that, you know, if we don't get real election integrity, he's not going to get elected, right? That's and no Bernie crowd is going to get elected because the, the powers that be don't want this to happen. And they're doing everything they fucking can to, to make sure it doesn't, whether it's, you know, corporate-owned software, whether it's, um, you know, intimidation of the, you know, the clerks that manage the software at the county level. I mean, there's all sorts of fuckery happening with this stuff. Everybody needs to pay attention to what's happening in their own state. And honestly, I, I think it is enough of an emergency that going into 2018 and going into midterms, we should just say, that's it, everywhere. But Fuck you know, the people, the the people pushing paper this ballots. don't want that. Like nobody, nobody pushing this fucking hysteria wants that because they, all the people pushing this are all the corrupt assholes that do these kinds of, you know, well, shady accounting and that, that benefit from this. There's something else happening. And that's, I think I mentioned this uh, last time or the time before, um, you know, the DHS declaring election uh, systems oh God, as as infrastructure, yeah. you know, as critical infrastructure. So, you know, they're positioning themselves to take it over entirely. And I think if you don't have a machine, then, you know, how is that really critical infrastructure, right? Keep the DHS, mm -hmm. keep, you know, the, the federal level out of it. The, the advantage we have in the system right now is that it's decentralized. So keep it that way. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's, um, when you have, uh, it's usually counties that have the most amount of oversight, the people who are actually in the polling stations who are overseeing everything, you know, and I think there's, there's a sense of, um, you know, uh, uh, nonpartisanship where that works well, you know, and that's better than having some large oversight. Um, as to Bernie, um, you know, a few times he's made some decisions that I thought tactically were bad decisions on messaging or, or yeah. endorsing things I didn't Agreed. like. But then I'm kind of like, yeah, but he, he's letting people take a bite out of his out of his leg and then he kind of shakes them off later. And there's a greater good that is serving the things that he wants to keep serving because I mean, he pretty much hijacked the entire infrastructure of the party. To, to get where he is right now and to push the messages that he's pushing 
And it, in a lot of ways, that was a, a, a coup. You know, they thought that he was going to sheepdog for Hillary, and he right. almost toppled her. And that's why they hate <laughs> he him. He did the opposite. Yeah. yeah, no, that was he. It was it was brilliant. And so I, when he, I see him kind of like going along with the narrative for a couple of days, and you know, I I'm kind of like, don't Bernie, because they're just going to demand more. They're just going to turn on you more, and it's, it's never like, going to be enough for them. No, yeah. of course. But I think ultimately he, he's, he's paying some lip service to a couple things that yeah. he knows those people care about. And they were kind of going after him saying, well, you got help from these 13 <clears throat> random, yeah. you know. Yeah. So ultimately, though, what's he going to talk about at the end of the day? It's going to be universal health care. It's going to be 15 now. It's going to be free college tuition, you know, and, and those are the things that are going to benefit everyone. And I would I would also tell people because a lot of this is based on his Twitter uh history his recent twitter history oh, yeah. he was tweeting about like well this is the you know the main issue right now is blah blah, blah. um don't follow his at bernie sanders well you, you could follow up follow his at sen sanders account his senator's account because uh, it seems like that's the actual account that he tweets from uh it's a lot more like he's constantly tweeting about class and all this other stuff I on it was the on other way account. around i thought bernie sanders I, was his legit one and senator sanders was the, was the... D- double check you know if you're listening double check but one of those accounts is very clearly uh run by bernie or by his inner circle and mm-hmm. one of them is probably he run by like a democratic party consultant has something listed on one of them maybe both of them that says that the tweets that are by him are signed by him so mm-hmm. that's your that's that's clue. the one yeah. that Okay, so you know what the you know it's so right actually the Bernie Sanders account is just his hey, you know tweets how, by staff account. You know you can be sure. Just oh. look to see which one Jane Sanders retweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so his his at Senator Sanders account, which is one that he says he occasionally tweets from, has like photos of him ice fishing, and also the most recent tweet was him uh, tweeting out uh, last year Amazon's federal income ta- tax rate was zero. Uh, that was apparently too much for my Republican colleagues. Under the Trump tax bill, Amazon will get an additional $789 million tax break on the profits uh, they shifted to off- offshore tax havens. That's the fucking account that Bernie actually, that, that's mm-hmm. Bernie's real message. Follow at Senators, at Sen Sanders, S-E-N Sanders. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like guys, like, I, I know it's tough to, that he, like, gives lip service to this shit, but I, I do, and I even got mad when I saw it, but... Ultimately, I, I trust his intentions, and I trust that he's doing this for a reason. That he's, he's playing not a long game that we know nothing about, yeah. and and he knows things intelligence wise that we don't know about, and he knows things that are going to happen that we don't know about. So, you know, we he's he's been good thus far. We, you know, if you still like where he stands on the issues, you know, put aside some of this stuff for now. Let him build his infrastructure, you know, let him get to, to where he needs to be going into 2020 and, you know, obviously watch it. But, um, you know, there, there's just in order to survive in the establishment, you've got to have a certain amount of political savvy. I mean, think about it. This dude has been on his own and has survived in this system. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? At, at, you know, a lone voice on a lot of things of, of voting, you know, against what everybody else says, and he's still survived. That is very uncommon. So he's got to have yeah. enough savvy to be able to, you know, to get he's through, got, deal it, with the it, establishment it, and move forward. Yeah, he's got patience. You know, that, that Obi-Wan uh, or, or Bernie-Wan Kenobi thing where <laughs> it's like he'll do something and we're like, no, don't let the, don't let the 
Democratic Darth Vader strike you down. You're gonna. It's, this is not. This is not the way to win. And then later on, you're like, Oh, I yeah. see what he was really doing. He's yeah. now more powerful than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, like totally the Unity true. Tour. That was one of the ones. Like, no, don't fucking do it. Oh, man. It's like, so dude, they just on the Democrats' dime. He went out and got in front of you know a whole new group of people. How brilliant is that? I am you know, Tom Perez, and I'm the chair of the DNC. <laughs> oh man, next there's, up Bernie Sanders. There's yeah. that dual shot of the the, the faces behind oh, Tom Perez, so so looking good. just so dour, and then the same exact shot of the podium, Bernie. <laughs> And everyone's faces are just fucking lit up, like yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so it's so good, so good. He knows what he's doing. Like I, I, yeah. I really think he's he he kind of like laughs about a lot of the shit to himself. He's like, look, I know, he, like I'll take the minor criticism from people now because he, his long game is there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, oh, you know the other thing I wanted to mention while we were talking about the Twitter uh, bots and all that stuff <laughs> is that. Um, <laughs> You know, everyone's making this big hub, like hullabaloo about these 13 Russian bots. But uh, if you've ever argued with Sally Albright online and wondered how. Uh, and really, who has it? <laughs> and, and I've I've gotten into it with her several times and she seems to engage people, even though she has, you know, this huge, apparently huge following. She seems <laughs> to engage anyone that tweets at her, which is a little weird. Um, so if you thought you were arguing in good faith, you might want to rethink that because it turns out. Uh, she has uh, dozens upon dozens of sock puppet accounts that she uses to retweet all of her shit. So if you ever wonder if you're tweeting at her and why her horrible arguments uh, and replies get tons of retweets and likes, even those even though those don't show up in someone's timeline, uh, we may have an answer to that. Or why uh, you feel like you're getting dogpiled on by a bunch of people. <laughs> they may not even exist. <laughs> especially when she says things like uh, single payer healthcare only helps uh, cis white men or, th- or things, <laughs> th- things of that nature. What would she mm-hmm. say? A $15 minimum wage uh, disproportionately helps cis white men. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, there was there was a guy. Uh, this was back in 2016. She's like, now is no time to have principles. <laughs> just like, you know, I mean, of course she doesn't have principles. She worked for fucking Newt Gingrich. Yeah, no, I mean, she worked for Newt Gingrich. Not, not, not in, not even in, um, like ancient history. Like in 2010, she worked for Newt Gingrich's presidential campaign. Look, anybody can get woke, but she's not. But we're anybody not, can. Look, look. <laughs> we're not, we're not judging you. I'm just saying. I feel very judged right now. Wait, did you work for Newt Gingrich also? No, no, no. I am a former Republican. I worked on the Hill, yeah, for a conservative. So, yeah. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, well, yeah. I see the light. uh, It wasn't Joe Scarborough, was it? No, it was not. Morning, Joe Ball. He's a little Um, woke now, a little bit. I voted for W, guys. Oh, my God. All right. True confessions time. I went to a rally. Shut it all down. I went to a rally too. Oh yeah, no, you did tell me about this once, and I was yeah. like, you, you you listened to him speak, and you still fucking supported him. Like, he gave did he, a great did he speech? Use a translator. Like, what? He was very charismatic. He, he translated into not a fucking moron. Like, was that? I don't understand. All I'm gonna say is that no, the know, guy that was out he on was... tour is not the guy that we got later. I don't know what the fuck happened in between. Well, no, that was Carl but... Rove's master plan. He made yeah. him he made him seem like this chummy, funny, kind of personable, you know, guy you want to have a beer with, that that, that infamous well, yeah. line. And as people who um, work for candidates, I mean, 
we know you can you can you know you can project whatever image you want to project if the guy if the if your candidate can is, go along yeah uh you know malleable to that yeah. sort of yeah well i mean and really how do you get more down home country texas than coming from an ivy league connecticut family where your father was <laughs> ambassador to china head of the cia <laughs> vice president and then president i mean he's just a regular guy like us <laughs> did, you ever see the, uh, did you ever see the will farrell uh your welcome america like where he he does like a stage show as george w bush no, no i remember some of his were so good some of his ads though where he's like leaning on the fence he's like hello america i was just tending to my fence and he's like afraid of the horse for some reason <laughs> Well, he it, yeah, it was like an extent because he played him on SNL when he was a cast member, but yeah. he did like a whole Broadway like one man. It's really worth watching. I would recommend it to anyone. It's on HBO, but he 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 does that. It does that, and he like is talking to it like it, retelling an argument with his father. And he at one point, Bush Senior yells at him, "Why are you the only member of this family that speaks with a Texas accent? It makes no goddamn sense." I mean, he's fucking born in Connecticut. Like it's it's preposterous, but you know whatever. <laughs> Probably also another, you know, uh, element of his character. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so, oh, so yeah. So Sally Albright uh, got caught using uh, Buffer, which is, you know, not in itself a bad thing. Uh, a lot of people use that to manage uh, well, social media accounts if you're like. It wasn't yeah, even ahead. that she got caught. I mean, she shared a screenshot you know of her well she was having a technical difficulty and she shared a screenshot with buffers like twitter you know support like (laughs) right but it it showed all her accounts but there wasn't any tentacle porn in the tabs or anything like that it wasn't wasn't as as juicy as kurt eichenwald's uh (laughs) screen grab so so basically uh she had like 40 tabs open and had all these different accounts running at the same time on sock puppet accounts well, you could see, so she had, it was one screen. It wasn't that it was tabs, but on the buffer, it shows you can click into each account. Accounts, yeah. W- like if you want to tweet from it. And there was like dozens upon dozens of icons in the screenshot. And people went back and looked through her retweets and matched all of these icons and these photos to uh, think people that liked and retweeted her shit. So she was using all these people, mostly uh, women of color and things like that, so she could pretend like she's... Which is so <sighs> offensive. It, I mean... <laughs> it's, it, we, of course, it's fucking ridiculous. She's trying to pretend right. like people actually but is support it, her bullshit Is it politics. really tokenizing if the, if the person of color isn't really a real person, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's some other, some other person that was using a, a, like a Share Blue account that was using this woman that's like in a coma... They were using her photo as yeah. their I like it, it, these people. Who knows where they get these fucking photos from? There's there's no shame. I will the, never no ever feel mechanism. bad about my five thousand followers on Twitter again. I will never feel bad about not getting <laughs> retweeted number. because <laughs> looking at these people now, they all fucking cheat. <laughs> oh no, yeah, they all buy their followers. They all cheat. They all you know sit there retweet their own shit. What? And by the way, what a fucking sad existence to have uh, <laughs> dozens and dozens of you know, followers that you, that you use to tweet your fucking bullshit, you know, how do you not like points. just walk around going my entire life is a lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> because it, here, here's what it is. It's, it's, these people are lonely, you know, and, and they sit in a hotel room at before or after a convention and they do this job and they try to boost their following 
and they know deep down it's it's mostly hollow and it's mostly a front. But they keep hoping that like someday their ideas will take off and they'll gain, gain a huge organic following. I don't even but, think it's that. You know, I think it's I think, just I think they're she's getting just paid trying to for get paid. It. Yeah, or well, she yeah. is getting paid, or well, she's trying get, to get paid. They're, yeah, there there there's definitely some money changing hands because they think it's going to make a difference. But I remember when Correct the Record first came out and analysts were like, you know, this isn't going to change anybody's minds. You're just going <laughs> to reinforce the things people already think. It's a right. huge waste of money. But they did it anyway, you know? Yeah. Well, there is something to, there's a psychology to believing that a lot of other people out there agree with you, right? You know, it sort right. of strengthens right. your, sure. your position. So, so, it's, so they feel like they're justified in creating these bot armies to just get out and reach those people if only they could bridge that gap, you know? <laughs> yeah, so they're that's soulless, pathetic. I just, just wanted to shame her for that because I've, I've gone back and forth with her on Twitter a bunch of times and... Uh, I've always been like, who the fuck is liking these replies? Like, no, nobody could like this bullshit she's spewing right well, now. Well, isn't she but on like Share Blue's board? I mean, I think you she's know. she's involved with that. I think I think there's some tenuous link. The, the thing is, they're they're so they're so shady that whole enterprise. Like, you know, you think you're having legitimate discussions with these people, like you know, like the, the Marcus Johnsons of the world and right. the Brave Necks and all these horrible fucking just absurd people I, i've never once felt opinions. like i was having a real conversation with those people by the way <laughs> yeah i'm not I sure always, i ever but, tried you know, but, like, but not not a real conversation but like i i first thought like oh my god these people are just fucking insanely stupid and uh the worst hot have takes ever yeah have an irrational hatred of bernie like that's that's what i thought it was yeah until i realized oh no these guys are all guys and girls are all working for david brock because we you know right. people have proven out that they actually are being paid by share blue and that their stuff gets uh, shared out by Share Blue, and they share out Share Blue content. And Share Blue is just the yeah, new there, you know, a, correct um, the record. There was a guy a few weeks ago who did a really good uh, like graphic map of yeah, where that. these that things originate yep. and where they get spread out from. And I and I'm not sure how somebody does that kind of analysis. I assume they have some software and programming know how to yeah to to study that kind of stuff. But it's you know you make a Venn diagram or flow chart. And it's I've seen like, graphs. All right, so I can I get know that. It's legitimate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you show me a graph, I'll fucking believe anything you tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and actually, I think Eric Garland was one of the the the, the most frequent <laughs> you, you, uh, retweets. Yeah, by that's you that's Blue when accounts. you can tell somebody's followers are not real is when they have twenty thousand followers and only eighty bucks a month in Patreon donations. <laughs> <laughs> like three people donate to their Patreon. His Patreon was so pathetic; he had to shut it down. I couldn't. I went to go look for it the other day, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> well, you know, it makes you wonder too, though, because there, it was supposedly what like eight percent or something online of of people that were actually you know hated bernie and hardcore hillary supporters and, and now if you take polling, yeah. yeah if you take that apart i mean how, how much of that number was even like do two percent of people even like hillary no one knows we can't yeah, tell yeah. because I mean, it's all it, bought it's just well she's she's literally at an all-time low in terms of approval rating yeah. she was at like 36 she has a fucking worse approval rating than donald the trump. trump the man who's <laughs> fucking everything up in this country you know in terms yeah. of policies and things like that how can you be that fucking hated but she's you gonna know, get talk... involved in midterms so <laughs> <laughs> well i talk yeah oh yeah she's gonna she's gonna go out and campaign for people that's a great fucking idea Kiss of I think death. she's the russian agent i think she's paid by trump to fucking <laughs> the to only so way we can make this work is if we have somebody even more reviled <laughs> come on you back know, hillary comrade i don't know if i told you that i i, I think we did talked about this on the podcast once but uh i think vox did a study on this back before they were uh, terrified of the Hillary camp 
she has never had her poll numbers go up. In, oh in yeah, any, it was. I mean, it, that was why they limited the amount of uh, of the debates. That's why they didn't go to Wisconsin and Michigan. It wasn't because they didn't know what they were doing. It's because they did know, and they knew that the more that they put her out there, and the more she campaigned in this, those states that were decimated by NAFTA, the more the, her numbers would go down. So, <laughs> and, and I don't think people fully grasp how insane this is. It's a statistical fact that she has never entered a race and seen her approval rating even go up by 1%. She's only ever entered a race at her ceiling. So she'll enter like she entered the you know the the New York Senate race and say her approval rating was at um 45%, whatever it was. It never went up. Every time she would open her fucking mouth <clears> on the <throat> campaign trail, her approval rating would go would well, go down. You know, I she's live so in Wisconsin. Repulsive to normal people. And what I'll say about people here is that they would rather hear you say something completely horrible and, and you know, like if think it's it. true, yeah. Then if if you actually believe it, then to spew the sort of focused group nonsense, you know, non answers that that somebody like Hillary gives, it just you know they have no actual uh, mm-hmm. moral moral core or whatever. That's that's exactly how we got Trump is by well, all the yeah. blabbering they do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, the same thing here. Uh, you know, I I live in the Rust Belt. I know a lot of rural conservative folks who. They heard a lot of the things Trump said that I find extremely objectionable, but they take as humor and they don't take that as, as yeah. they took that as a joke. You know, the thing he said in uh, the, the trailer, you know, and they they're like, well, yeah, but he wasn't doing an interview. He didn't even know he was being recorded. That right. was just a thing he said to another guy. You know, because they all say stuff like that and they're probably mm-hmm. not terrible people. But it's like, you know, in a way, they it was locker room talk to those people, you know, right. and that's why yeah. they don't judge them accordingly on it. And, you know, me and you were talking about this uh, off air the other day. Um, as far as Hillary goes, uh, the reason I think that happens that our poll numbers go down is because of every politician in America, you try to give them this, uh, you try to bring out their, their real personality because you want them <laughs> to not appear to be robotic. Right. Um, and everyone's complained about Hillary. She's so robotic. She should show a real personality. But I, what I was saying to you, and we kind of were talking about this, is that they try desperately to avoid that for good reason. Because mm-hmm. every time she does reveal her real personality, it's a thousand times worse and more horrifying than the <laughs> robotic, you know, Hillary Clinton automaton that we always see. Like the real, her real personality is her. Uh, scolding that activist who is who is trying to get her to you know talk about one of her shitty oh, policy the, positions. The one she was like, well, why don't you go run for something? Yeah, yeah, that that's fucking the oh. real Hillary Clinton. And when people yeah. see that, they're like, oh god, what the fuck? Yeah, or, or the a, uh, talking about bitch, like you know, um, toppling Gaddafi, saying we, oh yeah, we, we came, we, we, saw, we saw he died. He died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's that's the old the real West. fucking Hillary. Clinton. I mean. Gaddafi was definitely an awful, horrible, brutal dictator. He but died by being like mutilated and butchered in the street. Yeah. And our values are they supposed like to be They like shoved rifles up that. his ass, didn't they? Like, yeah, they, they, he got bayoneted to death in the in the oh, ass, God. basically. Jesus and she's joking Christ. about that. Or when she jokes about you know droning Julian Assange, it's like, like there's people who don't like Trump because he's taken the nice guy mask off of imperialism and is just kind of like, yeah, let's go back to Bush, you know, smoke them out of their caves kind of thing. And I understand that, you know, centrist liberals don't like that because they want to pretend that we're, we are on the side of good in our foreign imperial policy. And then you hear Hillary say stuff that's just equally as revolting. 
And the, but it's like 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 you said, um, that's her real personality, and they have to try so hard to rein that in. But in doing so, they make her very stilted and rehearsed and robotic, and yeah. that doesn't resonate with anyone either. I lost a yeah. follower the other day because a bot. I know. I no. I said something about <laughs> that was a real. I said something about Obama. Uh-huh. Uh, oh no! Know, basically, never... yeah. I, I I challenged the narrative. I spoke to you know him droning and you know some of the other things. And I mean, this person just fucking went off. And it was one of the resistance, of course, which but you know they're slowly how can unfollowing they me. This, his use of drones, like drones. We th- but it was better UN because study. he was well spoken, Anthony. So it it's fine. <laughs> no, it's it's totally cool when he does it. But I mean, a fucking UN study said that dr- our drone strikes kill ninety percent civilians. Yeah. Think about how many fucking innocent people we've killed because of this this stra- strategic warfare where we don't have to look uh, the people in the eye. You're not like allowed to killing. challenge people's nostalgia and or people's perception of it was the good old days oh during, you know, X, Y, or Z time period. Drone when... striking is so much more inhumane than, like, it, it, like it's... Uh, you know, gutless. I know there's a lot of, yeah, it's gutless. I mean, there's such a, there, there's a lot of people who will say, and, you know, I, I, I kind of understand from a strategic point of view, where it's like, well, we don't want to put Boots our soldiers ground, in harm's yeah. way. But that's the kind of shit that lets people justify endless fucking war and, and no, uh, no, you know, exit strategy in any of these Middle Eastern wars or conflicts we're in because we don't think about it because we're using a fucking computer joystick. Right. To kill think about how much more PTSD big, we scary have. Muslims over there. Yeah. Like, had they had to actually be on so the ground killing all those people. I, yeah. I just I want to plug the film. I, I don't remember if we we touched on it last. You, you were uh, me and you were talking about. We were it talking off about air. off yeah. off here. Um, there's a, there's an amazing documentary called National Bird, and mm. it's not a very long documentary. I think it's only about seventy five minutes or so. And when I first saw a trailer for it, I was like, eh, it looks all right. And I watched it. It's, it's I, I can't believe it hasn't been out there more as far as being talked about because it is about our drone war and it's, it's about the, That's why it's the drone there. pilots. <laughs> well, right. Uh, but it's about <laughs> these drone pilots that we think that by having death at the end of a joystick, that there's not a, a psychological harm to those. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously people mm-hmm. on the ground are getting blown to pieces still. Yeah. And they do focus on um, on the people who a lot of a lot of anti war documentaries only focus on American um, psychological damage for our soldiers. And they definitely did go over to to Afghanistan and they talked to people who, you know, have 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 lost entire families. So I'm glad they 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 did go there. But they're talking to these these young uh, drone pilots who were basically it's they get the order to fire and then they fire and they watch the people they're killing in real time. But the, the intel they're basing this off of is people who are on the ground there who are like hot shot commando guys that just want to blow shit up. So they're given, you know, every bad intel they possibly can, every hunch, every guess, every bit of gossip they have that like, oh, this convoy must have bad people on it, so let's blow it up. Well, the 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 game, you know, the video game recruited kids that are really good at, you know, multitasking images on a screen, those are the people that get the job as the pilot. And those are the ones that see the death and then have to go home and, and deal with that, you know. And they, you know, it, they're still bereft in this movie. They interview a bunch of these young pilots and they're bereft and they're angry and they're trying to study how this whole system works and try to fight it. So they're, you know, we think there's not an anti-war movement anymore. In a lot of ways, there's not, but there still is. Even among even amongst the drone pilots, they are. That's been amazing to me is to see more and more veterans really speaking out about the shit they saw, the shit they went through, 
and the things that they just don't want people to have to go through anymore. The the reality the realizing of the humanity of our supposed opponents in all of this, because that's what will happen. And a lot of times is, you know, they'll go to Afghanistan or whatever, and they become friends with the children and the villages and all these things. And they go, how different are we really? And, mm-hmm. yeah. and what would I do if I were here on the ground and this shit was happening to my country? What, what side would I be on? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another benefit of trying to mechanize more of the war and, and have more contractors and less actual soldiers is the, the less soldiers, then the less anti-war movement you have. Yeah. Yeah. And contractors tend to be uh, older uh, people. To people that go into private contracting tend to be more uh, agreeable to oh, they know, liked conscienceless. They, they got yeah. the adrenaline high and they want to go back there the and get paid way more money. Those are the psychopaths that they... Yeah, the, the Blackwater guys. Those fucking and, fascists. You know, it's funny, and actually, uh, we were talking about uh, off-air yesterday, the Punisher TV series. I thought they did a, that was oh, a great yeah. fucking portrayal of <clears throat> the types of people that contractors, uh, you know, the people like Blackwater go out and recruit are these people that are, like, just fucking itching to get back over there because that's the only kind of meaning they found in life is to go, is to just go and, you know. Well, I, I don't know if you remember the, the um, uh, John Cusack film, Gross Point Blank. Where yeah, it's sort movie. of a, it's yeah. yeah, it's like a callback to it to his eighties films, but he becomes a hitman, and he kind of has to deal with it towards the end. They're like, "How did you become a, a hitman, an assassin?" He's like, "I went to the military. I killed people. It didn't bother me." <laughs> and I was <laughs> it's good like, at it. That's about it. <laughs> um, that that's like one. That's probably my second favorite Cusack movie behind High Fidelity, but that's up there for me. Oh, I love High mm-hmm. Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Love High Fidelity. I have a poster of High Fidelity looking at me right now. Um, but so, yeah, we're way off topic. But, um, you know, and you talk about that, that kind of like finding humanity of your opponent. I really and I know maybe this sounds hyperbolic, but I don't think it is. I really think we need to find a way for Americans as a whole to do that with Russian citizens, because yeah. I think this would really tamper it would tamp down a lot of this fucking hysteria and this very outwardly xenophobic rhetoric i'm seeing from well, liberals and the russian uh, people and the russian government are two different things i mean one no, of my of course, exes dated don't... a girl from russia and went over and my god stayed with her grandmother you know and and just how incredibly hospitable they were and kind and loving and all of that and you know you got to tour and you know ride in some of the old tanks and shit like that but just you know again you you break bread and you realize that that these are just people and our governments are creating these narratives but but if it's on the actual human level something different can emerge yeah so you know i want to before we get out of here i do want to talk a little bit about trump dating but um (laughs) i want to man i I do want to leave us on this russia subject with a a quote uh that i've that uh, with an interesting anecdote that i found uh you know jimmy Dore is always talking about when are we going to have our, you know, have you no decency moment? And I was vaguely familiar with what he was talking about regarding McCarthy, but I actually looked up the context of that, and it's really interesting. Um, and it, and it get and it gets to the, the the levels of hysteria being weaponized to be, you know, to take out people that that you're you, that you don't like or to shield yourself from criticism. So Someone I just wanted to read this water little excerpt. In the background. Sorry, that I, was, uh, was he's pouring a drink. Pouring out of the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you taking a piss? What's uh, happening? Oh man, that, that's <laughs> on the podcast. Not how that should sound, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, you probably need to see a doctor if that was you. 
Um, I, I put the glass way down on the floor. I swear it's not a bedpan. Um, so, but I, I do want to read this this uh, little excerpt, and then we'll, we'll we'll get into some fun stuff before we get out of here. But um, so in the spring of 1954, and this is from the U.S. Senate uh, archives. Uh, in the spring of 1954, Mac- uh, McCarthy picked a fight with the U.S. Army, charging lax security at a tox- uh, top-secret Army facility. The Army responded that the senator had sought preferential treatment for a recently drafted subcommittee aid. So just, you know, corruption. Uh, amidst this controversy, McCarthy temporarily stepped down as chairman for the duration of the three-month nationally televised spectacle uh, known to history as the Army-McCarthy hearings. The Army hired Boston lawyer Joseph Welsh to make its case. Uh, at his at a session on June 9th, 1954, McCarthy charged that one of Welch's attorneys had ties to a communist organization. Uh, as an amazed television audience looked on, Welch responded with the immortal lines that ultimately ended McCarthy's career. Until this moment, Senator, I never really gauged your cruelty or your recklessness. Uh, when McCarthy tried to continue his attack, Welch angrily interrupted, Let us not assassinate this lad further, Senator. You have done enough. Have you no sense of decency? Uh, overnight, McCarthy's immense national popularity evaporated, censured by his Senate colleagues, ostracized by his party, and ignored by the press. Uh, McCarthy died three years later, 48, year, 48 years old and a broken man. So uh, I really hope we have that moment soon because this is just getting beyond fucking absurd well uh, okay so basically what he did was he went after like a hardcore american patriot not liberal or left-leaning or or an army officer yeah 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 well i saw a little bit of that this week where you had people liberals who were saying that it's bernie's fault and russia's fault that this mass school shooting happened i mean that was the moment where i was like that's no what I decency. mean. Like the, the, the people are just are just losing their fucking minds and and using this as as a shield to go after their political opponents or yeah. people that they don't like and and it's really it, it's disgusting and uh, there's I really a lot hope... of batshit crazy out there right now. I just yeah, there's say. there's a couple of folks uh, whose names I won't mention, but they are there's somebody who considers themselves to be a progressive and sane. Or uh, a pundit <laughs> in shirtless. Yes, I, I was. I won't mention, mention their names one. though. Um, <laughs> They've gone down the rabbit hole. <laughs> have have totally pushed all the PizzaGate, RussiaGate, oh, not, well, not RussiaGate, but the like. QAnon, all that, yeah. Yeah, and and those were people really early on, and when Bernie was running, that that liked Bernie, but they went from being like. Bernie got screwed by the DNC, which we all were like, yes, we agree, to then being like, why is it Bernie attacking the DNC for what they did? And we were kind of like, eh, let them play it out. And then they were like, chemtrails are the reason that <laughs> Bernie's not, you know, and it was just like, wait, what? And then yeah. they jumped then, on board with the whole Alex Jones, like, oh, Bernie's a, a crisis actor and he's a, you know, and the kids at the school are paid by the oh, Illuminati. And it's just, it's like, no. Well, they're also no. like, They've also gotten a lot more comfortable admitting that they kind of support Trump. Like yeah. I don't know if I see a lot mm-hmm. of that from like from from certain shirtless grifters and even from you know. Oh yeah, they're they're retweeting like, like all kinds of America First skinhead type people. They're they're like, well, if no one on the left likes me now, I'll just you know Brandon Darby myself over to the right. Even people like Jared, and like I hate to call him out, but like Jared Beck, who who was on this podcast when we first started, and he was you know a nice guy and very gracious with his time. But I mean, he's a like 
Sam Ronan, another loot. one. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. But, I don't um, know either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he uh, yeah, the, yeah, congressional candidate Sam Ronan also uh, shared out. I don't, I don't know that he meant to because he deleted it uh, from he? Facebook. Uh, but you know, it, I, I can just say without going into too much detail that he will sometimes share things without reading them or understanding the context and then realize he's an idiot later and delete them. And at least he does uh, that. <laughs> shirtless pundit. Like I'm not sure. I've that. seen that. No, shirtless <laughs> pundit's fucking nuts. And you know, so do you know, like uh, the, there's an account, um, what is it the same progressive who's basically like yeah. a, a, another, um, She's kind of of that one yeah. one well. woman shit show kind of a thing. Anyway, yeah, they're both they've both hopped on the whole. Um, you know, this was a, a crisis actor. You know, uh, yeah, Jesus is it so Christ. hard to imagine that our society is so fucking broken that people are just taking guns and shooting shit? Is that so hard to imagine? Because it's not well, hard for saying, me to like, imagine. Th- these people are actors who come out after the fact to try to force gun control, but it's like these people like just saw their fucking friends die and they see the adults doing fuck all about it. So mm-hmm. they're like, you know, these kids are all getting out and marching. You don't see the fucking adults marching. Like what the fuck? Yeah. These, they, well, they, it, they know no one else is going to fucking help them. The, the kids that probably got out in front of this thing, maybe had a few hundred Twitter followers. They've now got 60,000, 70,000 followers because they have spoken very eloquently about this and they were probably leaders within their school or, or yeah, and community it's already. It's so they're already good at it. To rise to a moment and it's certainly possible that um, you know, they were being criticized for how they were grieving too, which was another piece that really <laughs> pissed me off. I mean, my father died when I was ten. I went to school the next day. I was in complete shock. You know, like it, it didn't yeah. happen for me. People grieve in different ways. And so these people may, you know, it, it may be months before they actually feel the weight of everything that just happened. They're in shock. And Ooh. and I think, you know, God love them for making the most of a moment. I mean, and, and standing up and they're so eloquent. I mean, they give me such hope for the future and for this swing that's about to happen. I just. Also I'm, owning yeah. the shit out of Marco Rubio. How fucking great is that? <laughs> Oh. oh my God! Did he get fucking cucked into oblivion during that, that town hall? I, I didn't see all of it, but I saw some moments. I, I couldn't in his watch face. it all. It was, it yeah, was beautiful. It, it, was, it was so good, though. The little excerpts I watched, but I, I get so aggravated watching those things. Oh yeah. Well, and it, it, it was scripted, and people you does know a get fucking pissed awful off. Job. People get pissed well, off saying it's scripted, but look, I remember at GW years ago when they used to record Crossfire, and I remember wanting to ask a question and them being like, no, you, you can only, you know, like they wrote the questions in advance. So that that's still what they do. This person wanted to ask a question, and it was more along the lines of, you know, right-wing stuff, wanting, you know, teachers to be armed, that kind of thing, and they wouldn't let them do it, and they wanted them to, you know, have a different question. I believe you know, that completely. But you know what makes me fucking crazy is that, there's just always this the politeness police from the fucking C- like whenever CNN runs one of these things, um, which was what was so refreshing about Bernie's Medicare for All town hall because there was none of these fucking asshole moderators moderating it. But you had one of these kids up there asking Marco Rubio or asking them a question, uh, saying like uh, you know something like, "Hey, was the blood money you guys take worth it for my seventeen dead friends?" <laughs> yeah. And Jake Tapper's like, "You don't have to answer that. We're moving on. We're moving on." Yeah. Tapper, like, what are you? What are you fucking, fucking doing? Fuck Let him fucking answer. What are you fucking doing? It's a good question. And it's like, God, they're so fucking. They have to be polite at all times that they care more about well, that than actually fuck. CNN would God never forbid, ask a question like that. God forbid you make the leap to guess who else is taking all that money. CNN. Yeah, I mean, but the but it's like these people. We fucking 
vote for them to, to represent us. We're allowed to fucking be challenging and testy with them. Like it, this yeah, is there not. Was, like, there was um, I don't remember who it was. It was some right winger that said, "How do you feel about a teenager disrespecting uh, a?" Oh God, a, that guy a, got a, a ratioed into oblivion. Oh man, it was like it, it's it's like how dare you disrespect our fascist? Someone's like, government. I would have bought him a car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy was such oh, a fucking ponce. I remember who actually tweeted that shit out, but it was, it was, yeah, <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, so you know, uh, th- those kids are awesome, and uh, I think they actually might get something done on this. Uh, well, which I is mean, doesn't it feel different? Doesn't this one feel it, different? Well, it kind of does. But, does. You know, yeah. the other part of it is I don't know to what degree the NRA is kind of allowing it because, you know, Trump came out and said, OK, we're going to, you know, get rid of bump stocks. And then um, what was the other one? Oh, we're going to raise the age for, you know, getting an assault rifle or, you know, machine gun or whatever to, to 21. Um, you know, so I feel like maybe the NRA is, is feeling the pressure and is telling him, OK, we're going to give on these couple of things that, that aren't really we'll anything but it. will seem like something to people. I, I say, yeah. you know, he's kind of like a dog, so I'll praise him when he does the right thing because, you know, he so rarely does. Um, maybe I'll encourage him, you know, in the right direction. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel he also like said he wants the, to arm teachers today. So, I mean. yeah, I mean, it's it's Democrats are going to do shit. And that was my that was the first thing I thought it was like, wow, it actually feels like there's enough anger and critical mass on this that they could they could really win politically this year in, in these elections by on this issue. So how are they going to fuck it up for themselves? <laughs> oh, well, did, <laughs> by not did, did doing you see anything. that hell article exactly. where they. There was a Hill article where they where they asked a bunch of Senate, uh, you know, Senate uh, staffers about this. And a bunch of them uh, in typical uh, Democrat fashion was like, well, you know, there's a lot of movement behind this right now. But, you know, coming into the midterms, we're not sure we want to uh, we want to risk uh, risk our we don't want to risk, risk our electoral victory. <laughs> well, they, they were like, well, this is a divisive issue, so we don't want to cost ourselves the midterms by. Uh, forcing anyone in a tough primary, I mean, dead children. Is, tough, it, you know, dead children is not the kind of principled stance we're ready th- th- to take. These people no. are fucking so spineless and fucking moronic and paid to lose. It's like, it, you know, who they're worried about? They're worried about people like Joe Manchin, who still fucking takes NRA money, and Joe Donnelly, who takes NRA mm-hmm. money. Fuck those fucking people. They're holding the entire caucus back. Like, yeah, I know most of the Democrats are shitty, but we could still drag them to issues if we didn't have the albatross of the Heidi Heidkamps and the fucking Joe Manchins and the Claire McCaskills of the world well, even- who are actually principled in their shitty right-wing positions because they get tons of money from those organizations. And they force the whole caucus to be like, well, we can't be, we can't show that we're not unified. We can't say anything bad. I have to make a spirited defense of my colleagues like fucking elizabeth warren said on tyt like like even fuck off you know know? william keating is one that came out and said like you know oh we need to do more it's really easy to fucking talk when you know it's never going to make it to the floor you know what i mean to to just sit there like that i just fuck them all (laughs) bill keating by the way voted for trump's tax uh for for trump's budget without that dreamer protection so yeah you know he's super concerned with the issues of the base (laughs) Really got his finger on the pulse. Um, yeah. Well, uh, just um, I don't know. I, I just I haven't followed a lot of the politicians' views on this. I just assume that Democrats are going to be terrible. Uh, and <laughs> That's a good assumption. Republicans are going to be even worse. Yeah. Um, you know, and they had this NRA spokesperson come out and, and shame the media for loving dead children 
And it's like they oh, they definitely you know the the media she was, one was at the town hall yeah 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 and she she was like oh you legacy media love a, a crying uh, a, a dead white children and, and grieving oh, white mothers God. because we're gonna pretend to care about um, <laughs> you know black kids shooting each other in Chicago like they give a shit like they yeah. give a shit about that you know talk about tokenization well you know they're they're allowed to talk about though cuz they were they were all over the uh, Flando Castile shooting you know the yeah. the black gun owner who was legally carrying his <laughs> yeah. weapon and right. got killed they were they were all over that oh wait a minute no oh. they didn't say a fucking oops. word about that no. yeah, yeah. No, oops um, but yeah you know, they they dig their heels in and they look even more monstrous and human and you would think that at the least democrats could go hey you know what we should do is capitalize on this and actually try to like win some seats on it even in just a, a like a tactical maneuver and they're not even that savvy they're not even that savvy to, to well, say they're hey, trying to fundraise off of it a lot of them but oh well of yeah. course but that's yeah. all they're doing yeah but <laughs> yeah you know, it just makes me fucking crazy there's not a single issue that the democratic party a party can unify as a caucus to fight on and it's like there Gun control right now, or gun reform, has incredibly high approval ratings. I mean, 97 per, they did a recent poll, used to be 90%, now it's 97% of the country wants a uh, universal background check system That's in place, such more stringent. That's an easy one. So How easy. How the fuck can you not fight for something that 97, well, we don't want to piss off that 3%, you know, it <laughs> might, might, might cost us in the mid, mm -hmm. fuck off. You know, you know what? Just fuck, you, you're worthless as a party. There's you're a divest worthless. movement like, I think we all need to support as a part of this, so, you know. Oh, the, the boycott the NRA, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and any, anything that does business with them, that shows their ads, I mean, there's a way to, to take your money Look, out of yeah. all of these institutions. Yeah, so look for the boycott NRA hashtag on Twitter. They list all these uh, companies that offer discounts to NRA members and do business with the NRA. So and they Ew. also are listing the ones that are that are backing away from it too. So well, they they got we like three or support. four. They got Enterprise Rental Car. They got all these organizations a to, the to sever ties. Yeah, and a bank. There was a bank too, a small one, but yeah. a lot of lot, yeah. yeah, a lot of older institutions, things like Western Union, like things that you know older white people tend to use well, and that's uh, a part more. of that conscious capitalism movement <laughs> that i think you know more and more millennials are getting on board with like okay well if you're if you're going to do this at least well, capitalists you know. <laughs> I, I think they're There's conscious to... i don't think they're capitalists though. but <laughs> but yeah no i like i said i i think something has changed and it's it's yeah. you know with sandy hook it was um it was grade school kids mostly you know, and they weren't on Snapchat and they weren't on Twitter. And now you've got a, a generation of kids that have been on there for a few years and they witnessed this themselves. They live streamed it. Yeah, they, they live streamed it. it. And, you know, it's it's like people do grieve differently, but you've got a few key people that are like, I'm going to I'm going to talk about this because I already cared about it before. And then I witnessed it happen. Like we were talking about last week, the number of children or school children in this country that have experienced a school shooting, meaning anyone that was in the school when it happened, is 150,000. Yeah. Like, that's wow. that's a movement, you know, because I guarantee every one of those kids knew somebody who died and is grieved and doesn't want to see that happen again. So, you know, yeah. we, get, we got the coward Democrats that will do nothing. There's a whole fucking generation of kids that are politically savvy and are media savvy, and they're going to do something. And they're going to shame these corporations into cutting ties with the NRA and they're going to shame people into burying Marco Rubio and burying Democrats <laughs> that run pieces of shit against Marco Rubio to lose on purpose. And they are infiltrating the party and they are taking positions, you know, leadership positions. And they are creating, the you know, a movement Strong outside of the party, we too. We really are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the bullshit they're trying to do and how they're – do 
you see that the D triple C's like running attack ads on a fucking Texas progressive. Oh yeah. Running. After they made them all take a pledge not to run against the mainstream. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious <laughs> how fucking pathetic they are because she actually talked to the intercept about all the shit they were doing for that article. So that's why they're smearing the fuck out of her. But you know what? This is the last gasp of a dying breed, a dying institution, and we're winning this fight. Otherwise, they wouldn't be fighting this hard. Oh, yeah. The California Democratic Convention is going on right now, and I guarantee you next week I'll have some things to talk about, about whatever fuckery went on there, Um, because I saw some of it being uh, broadcast, and I mean, it sounds like people at every level are pissed off, so... Yeah, that's, so, I mean, I know a lot of people that work within caucuses and the state parties, and that's kind of the same thing. Is is like every at the state level, there's there's insurgencies going on with these young progressives, and are, they're getting doors shut in their face at the at the state party level. Um, mm-hmm. uh, progressive caucuses basically are getting shut out because the, the people that are still running these state parties and have done it for 25, 30 years, they know it's coming, and they're going to fight the the smartest minds in the room the youngest people in the room as hard as they can and they know it's a losing battle yeah yeah well um we should get out of oh (laughs) real quick uh i did want to mention uh that that site we stumbled across the other day there's a trump.dating there's an all trump supporters dating website real fucking website it's a real website so what was the milkshake duck about that (laughs) oh god well what I don't even remember, but uh, it so was the we, guy in the ad. Turns out he was convicted of filming, uh, <laughs> having sex with a minor. Oh, oh God. yeah, yeah. Ugh. So the, the 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 funniest thing about this website is when you click to sign up. Typically, you know, like if you go to like you know OkCupid or one of the sites, they'll say, "Well, I'm a, a you know a guy cis cis male looking right. for cis female, whatever." You can only say that I. You can only sign up as I am a straight male. I am a straight female. <laughs> Um, but there's no restrictions uh, to being single. You can also sign up if you are happily married. <laughs> that was not one of the things that they restricted. Swing the- on, baby, swing on. <laughs> so oh just for fun, uh, after the show last week, I we while we were doing the kind of uh, post-show uh, conversation, I, I made an account just to check it out, right? <laughs> and, and I used my... Just to check out the talent pool. Yeah, you know, just, just to see. And, like, almost all the icons were, like, people that clearly made an account just to... It was, like, like some... <laughs> people like you. Yeah, it was, like, some, like, punk rocker with, like, a satanic uh, uh, logo on her coffee mug, you know? Like, clearly logged in just to troll it or check it out, you know? And I yep. made it, I, like, I didn't check my, my uh, email account that I set it up with all week until yesterday. And it was like, you have 57 uh, notifications from oh, Trump.dating. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, clearly it must be bots. So I started clicking through, and they are all real people. They were all real people. And I'm like, holy shit. Maybe it's like. We're, you should go on a date with one of them. And then <laughs> right. Well, somebody had, a, back. somebody had a great tweet and it was uh, it was making fun of the whole idea that you have to be, you know, uh, a straight supposedly to use the site. And they were like, yeah, well, apparently the most common thing is straight men looking for other straight men. <laughs> Oops. Yep. Yeah. In the closet. Yep. Well, that's, that's them in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. But. All right. Well, that about does it for us this week. Um, If you like what you hear from us, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. uh, Follow us on SoundCloud, on Twitter, uh, all that. Uh, Check us out on Patreon. Uh, We're at patreon.com slash move left. 
Uh, we do uh, political movie reviews over there. Uh, we're going to be doing a Josh Fox documentary, I think, this week. Yep. And uh, you can get uh, those. It's uh, only $3 a month to be a backer, and we do about two of those a month. Uh, and come back. At, oh, and I'm at... <laughs> I'm at A Montrulo on Twitter. I'm at A Polly Bent, P O L I B E N T, or the Political Bent uh, page on Facebook. Uh, and I am at Chaos Bot 5000 on Twitter. And come back and join us next week on Move Left Idiots.